Welcome to the top of the morning show. It's your girl TT from the D. Today is Thankful Thursday, everybody. It's the top of the 30-day scripture challenge, and we are in day 21. Can you believe it? 21 days. Nine more days for the scripture challenge. And then we'll be entering the beautiful month of October. I'll say it's beautiful because 1010. Yes, 1010. That's my birthday. It's a great day. This morning, we're going to unpack a really dope scripture. And you could do what you want with it as you do every day. But we're going to go into Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Little bitty message for you on this beautiful, thankful Thursday. But before we kick it off, I have to say let's start with the word of prayer to start our day. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to you saying thank you, Lord, for waking us up on yet another day. Another day to be amongst the land of the living, to go out and attempt to do what we are destined to do, no matter what obstacles come in our way. We know that you equip us to go over them, get around them, and sometimes go through them. So I'm just going to ask you in the mighty name of Jesus to just advance us, Lord God. Heal us where we need to be healed. Heal the sick. Internally, externally, Father God. Travel in mercy and grace is extended to my family, my friends, people I don't even know. I ask you to continue to bless us abundantly and exceedingly, allowing us to battle daily, understanding that we have angels to our left, our right, our front, and our back battling for us. But we have to acknowledge that we are in this fight, and this is a fight that we already won. We just got to go through the battlefield. So, with the scriptures that you've been allowing me to share daily for the last now 21 days, we could take it and do what we want, but there's so many more to find on our own. So I'm hoping that the people that have been following this 30 day scripture challenge, not only look at the scriptures that I share, but find those on their own, get to know you. Cause it's my job, like it's every other believer's job to draw all men to you. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that I speak this into the atmosphere because I believe, I trust, and I know you for myself. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to unpack this morning. I'm not going to hold you long. I know you want to get your morning started. You got a lot of things you got to do for the day. Get ready for the weekend. Like some people got a full schedule like myself this morning. Well, into the afternoon. We're going to unpack Hebrews 13, 5, and 6. And it reads as follows. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Now that's a word for a lot of us. It's a mighty, mighty word. And I'm thinking like, man, you could take that into different places. You know, we we are content in most cases, but a lot of times greed overtakes us. It overthrows us. You got people that will take your life because of greed, right? The same way you go out and... You do what you need to do. It's the same way another man, woman, boy, or girl can go out and do what they need to do. But somebody got a memo misconstrued when they said it was okay 
to take from someone else their hard-earned labor, work. The point of Hebrews 13, 5, and 6 is that the Lord will provide all that we need for the life that we want to live. But it has to be conducive. It has to align with the purpose. You see, you could look at a man or a woman, boy or girl today, and they could have everything according to you. In your, in your view, in your opinion, they are doing wonderful. They are doing great. But did you know that materialistically they could be doing great, but spiritually they could be a wreck? Do you know that why you are maybe, I hope not, but maybe envious of what others have, like find yourself often saying, well, why do they have that and I don't? Because you're not ready. And then maybe you had it, or maybe you were on the cusp of having it, but God saw your heart and said, you won't do well with that. See, we get the freedom of choice. Yes, we do. And you got to be faithful. You really got to be faithful. And believe. And do the work. Some of us want the grain, but not the salt. Yeah, I might say, well, T.T., little country coming out. (laughs) It's just amazing when you think about how much we have, how much he's given us. But he just says, hey, I will give you abundantly. But you got to do the work. And you got to show and prove yourself. See, you we worry about showing and proving ourselves to man, but we don't worry about showing and proving ourselves to the one who gave us life. And I know it sounds strange. And it's a promise that he gave to us. And he is not a man that he shall lie. But you know that you are enough. You have enough. You have exactly what you need for the exact time in which God wants you to have it. If we want to keep our eyes to the north, then we must do that. But we must not be distracted by the things that make our eyes go to the south. Easier said than done, TT. I know. I know. I know, I know, I know. But... Keeping your life free from love and money can keep you alive. And I'm not saying you don't for the love of money. Let me say that. You need money to pay bills and to eat and live. And yes, 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 yes. But you mustn't love it so where you like you can't survive without it. Because regardless of if you have it or you don't, you know what it's like to have. You know what it's not like to have. Some of you might say, and you can probably say, and hopefully it's humbly say, I've never gone without, I've never felt like I would ever lack. That's great. But I know what it's like to have my lights cut off as a child. Thank God. As an adult, the only time the lights have been cut off is when nature takes its place in the storms and power outages. But as a child, unfortunately, my mother struggled a lot. And there were times our lights got cut off. I remember a time our water got cut off. Right? I remember a time our gas got cut off. But God, he made a way. 
family made a way. My mama made a way. Right? We become resilient people when sometimes we have to be forced to be resilient. But God says, I'm going to give you everything you need. Now, you may not have everything you want. Oh, but you have everything you need. And for those, think about this too. You might say, well, T.T., what about the people that's out on the street and don't? Well, you know, I can't really attest to that. Except we don't know their story. And we all have one. We don't know why that man, that woman, that boy, or that girl's out on the street. We don't know. We can assume. And don't tell me that you haven't in your life assumed the worst for somebody that you saw out in the street. We all have. We all have. But it took me to actually get out in the street and learn that everybody out there, because I too thought like, oh, look at them. They're probably drug addict. They this and that, lazy, this. And, and shout out to the man named Mac that I met down the cast corridor down there at the warming center when we were doing our one of our Operation Project 7 missions, which I would love to get back to doing. He taught me something. He was a man with a family. He had a wife, he had children. And they moved up here from down south. He worked for the big three. And they ended up laying him off. And what he reminded me is, which I already knew, and I remember that we're all one paycheck away or a deal away from becoming homeless or without. We all can be one place away, one moment away, one one stretch away from actually going through life and saying, this is all I got left. And, for, and facing the fact that what am I going to do? Am I going to step on faith or am I just going to give up? And when he had to step on faith, his wife said, I'm not doing that with you. That's your battle. That's what you feel. That's what you believe. I'm not going to sit here and struggle. I can go back home. And he said, just believe, you know, just hold on. And he was like, nope. She left, took the kids. And I, and I said, well, why didn't you go? He said, because I'm a man. And I have to take care of my family. And I was determined, but she took the kids and she left. And I stayed and I've been looking for work. And I spent my very last and I ended up out on the street. No family here. You know, nobody I could call upon. And so I'm from place to place. And he reminded me of somebody. I just don't know. But I was taken back by him. And my crew and I, shout out to Heiji, the original members of Operation Project 7. We took a liking to Matt. We met him doing one of our uh, sessions where we would just go down in the area. It didn't have to be for a holiday, but we went down and we wanted to feed the misplaced. And that's how we met Mac. And long to short of this, because I don't want to hold you long, I said I wasn't going to hold you long. We ended up helping him get a little TV, blankets, pillows, toiletries did his bathroom because he had ended up working with a social worker and he got a little place over a motorcycle club right off of I think it was Grand River 
And he said, it ain't much, but it's mine. And I said, absolutely. He didn't have a phone, but I gave him my number. And there were still phone booths around. Some of y'all were like, phone booth? Yeah, I know. And he said, I said, you know, Matt, can you do me a favor? And this was from the genuine part of my heart. I said, can you call me once a week and just let me know you're doing all right? And he said, I could do that. I said, I just want to keep the progress up and see how you're doing. And he did it for a while. He did it for a while. And I remember one time he didn't call me one week and I was concerned. Then he ended up calling me the next week and he said, I ran out of minutes. And I, I, I'm sorry I couldn't class. I was worried. He said, I'm doing well. I'm doing fine. He said, I think I got a job lined up. So I was happy for him. He was an older African-American male. And I shared this to say that he didn't have the love for money and greed. He was humble and he was a believer. And he didn't know me or my members of Hey G. And we didn't know him. Right? But God has a way of aligning us to bless us, to connect us, and to disconnect us. So as you take Hebrews 13, 5 through 6, and unpack it for yourself, remember his word. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that's his word. And he is not a mind that he should lie to us. So as you go about your day today, think about what you're most grateful for. Think about a time when you didn't have and you didn't know how you were going to get it. You didn't know where it was going to come from. And then remember where it came from. Remember what was happening right before it came. Remember how you couldn't believe that it came. And you wonder, you may even still wonder, how did it even come? Yeah, those are the moments that's most priceless. Those are the moments that we need to remember more than any other moment. Because when we get in the thick of things and we feeling like we ain't got, we don't have, I can't get. You might not be able to get. You may not have, but he will provide for his children. And even the non-believer, you my friend, you sir, you ma'am, you boy, you girl. You're still his daughter. You're still his son. And he still loves you. As he would. Well, that's all I have for you on this thankful Thursday. And thankful I am. I hope that you are off to a great start. Hope you've had the opportunity to have your coffee or your tea or your water, your milk. Whatever it is, somewhere in the world, you're having a mimosa. Have one for me, too. It's been a dry 30, right? I'm on day 21, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to have a glass of wine because I just want it, you know? Just want a nice glass of red wine. Did did God tell me not to drink during this 30-day challenge? Nope. Did man tell me? Nope. I challenged myself. And even when I could have cheated, I didn't. Nobody would have known. 
Who'd have known? And actually, who would have cared? Y'all don't care. (laughs) Y'all could care less. But every time I've been put with temptation with that, I battled and I'm like, oh, I just want to. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to. Okay. And then I say, nah. We all have that thing that we give into. And I got a couple more things I need to say. You know what? I'm not giving in to this anymore. And just watch your life change. When you ask him to come in and do something and help you, don't think he's not listening. And better yet, don't think he's not watching. Well, that's all I got for you on this thankful Thursday. It's your girl, TZ from the D. And I will see you soon.